0: You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Matthew Frizzell. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield, Pastor Alex Bryant. We have joining us for the first time, Mister Tommy Piggott. He is the Director of Strategic Communications for the Republican National Committee. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being with us. Um, so, um, did I, did I get the name right? First of all, I don't want to disrespect the last name.
1: That's <laughs> no, all good. You got it right. It's, it's, always a, it's always a tricky one, so you, you got it right. Thank you. All right,
0: cool deal, cool deal. So you work for the Republican National Committee. Tell us exactly what it means to be the Director of Strategic Communications.
1: Well, it means that I'm part of the team holding Biden accountable every single day, whether that's fact-checking him when he lies because the mainstream media is not going to do it, whether that's highlighting ways that he's flip-flopped or failed the country, uh, whether that's just making sure that people have the facts and figures when it comes to the border of the economy. Uh, it's kind of a wide-ranging Uh, job, but it's part of a broader team of really getting the facts, figures out there, holding Biden accountable, and helping to build that team, that infrastructure across the country that's going to beat Biden in November. I
0: like it. I like it. So, you know, speaking of holding him accountable, we had the tale of two um, presidents visiting the walls um, yesterday, the border wall. Um, Trump, or, you know, Biden goes, and he wants to blame the failure of his administration on President Trump. What do you have to say about Um, this border situation in in Trump and on Biden's comments at the wall?
1: Well, Biden's comments were absurd. I mean, I think also where they went showed the difference in priorities. Trump actually went to the border, went to an epicenter, saw the crisis firsthand. Biden spent most of his time in a boardroom, barely spent any time at the border, just a matter of minutes, uh, and then proceeded to tell a series of lies about the impacts of his policies. The first thing he mentioned uh, in, in that speech was climate change, but made no mention of the fact that he completely reversed all the sec- border security measures that Trump had in place. We went from the securest border in our nation's history uh, to the worst border crisis in our nation's history because of Joe Biden, whether that was halting construction on the border wall, whether that was ending or main in Mexico. All things, by the way, that Biden could reverse today. He could reverse his executive actions today. He could reinstitute those policies that we had under President Trump. He could do that today. The fact that he's refusing to do that shows that Biden is purposely allowing this crisis to continue.
0: You're absolutely right. And when you look at the numbers, then he, he went on to um, blame Trump for encouraging the senators not to go along with this so-called bipartisan um, Schumer-Lankford bill, which would allow up to 5,000 illegal immigrants to come into our country every day, 1.8 million a year. Not And when you compare those numbers, 1.8 million is what they're saying is a secure border. That's what they want us to let in. Under four years of President Trump, 1.7 million people came in to our border. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. What about you, Tommy?
1: Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And I think kind of two things here. First is the House passed HR2, the Secure the Border Act, 300 days ago. Senate Democrats have been blocking it. Joe Biden has been uh, obstructing it as well. So if Democrats really wanted to pass legislation, they should pass the Secure the Border Act. They should pass that legislation that would end the crisis. The second point is that Biden actually has the authority he needs now to end this crisis because it was his executive actions that created the crisis in the first place. He could reverse his open border executive actions. He, should, he could secure the border. There are laws in place in the book that already make it illegal for illegal immigration to happen. That's why it's called illegal immigration. He should enforce those laws. He should reverse his open border executive actions. And he should pass H.R. 2, the Secure the Border Act. The solutions are on the table, but it's Joe Biden's obstructing them. And I think the perfect example of this is as Texas is stepping up to secure the border, as Joe Biden has completely abdicated his responsibility, Joe Biden is suing Texas. Even after the methods that Texas has put in place have been proving successful, he is suing them. That, to me, is the clearest example that Joe Biden's policy is a policy of open borders, not a secure border.
0: Tommy, I'm going to tell you, you sound um, too simple and like too much of a common sense brother, because, um, I mean, surely it has to be more difficult than that. I mean, you're trying to tell me that President Biden could stop this today if he wanted to with executive order. That's what you're trying to say to us.
1: He could. He took 94 executive actions in his first 100 days. He took hundreds of executive actions after those first 100 days. He could reverse those executive actions today. It is in his authority. Laws are already on the books that make it illegal for illegal immigration to be happening, that empower the president to deny illegal entry. The president has purposefully decided to not enforce those laws has purposely decided to not reverse his executive actions on the border. Even after we've seen the worst border crisis in U.S. history, the only solution I could see there is that this is intentional because if this was just purely incompetence, it'd be the worst incompetence I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: Well, and then now they're trying to, he is at least trying to lie and pretend like this wasn't his problem. Like, you know, he been so, cause he says, I, I proposed the bill on day one that would secure the border that would in this Absurd! What was a part of his bill? Like, what? How does he does he think that we are stupid that we don't know what he has done? That's what I don't understand.
1: Well, it shows that it's all politics, and thankfully the American people aren't stupid. The American people can see right through his lies. Joe Biden was never interested in securing the border; he just was interested in a talking point, and that's clear from this border visit. It's clear from that legislation. He keeps talking about the first day. That was basically an amnesty bill. That was a bill to open the border, not secure the border, and that's why he took those executive actions on the same day to open the border. It was all part of this package. So he is trying to rewrite history. We actually have a mashup our research team put together uh, on the GOP Twitter account, on the RNC Research Twitter account, that calls out Joe Biden's border lies. Because if you remember back from the beginning of his administration, he claimed it was seasonal. Then they claimed their plan was working. Then they claimed that they had gotten the border under control. For three years, they've been lying about the border, and they just keep on lying.
0: They do that. And so, you know, um, we're talking with, by the way, Tommy Piggott. This is the first time happening on Wake Up Springfield. He's the director of strategic communications with the RNC. So, um, Tommy, so now though, you know, you look at what Biden's doing, his failures, his other failures. It's, it's keeping, it's causing fentanyl to come in here and kill 200, 200 Americans every day. We're seeing it with, um, young ladies, college students like Lake and Riley, who was, um, murdered. Um, another two year old that was, um, murdered um, by an illegal immigrant, another 14 year old girl raped. So we're unsafe. Fentanyl's coming across our border. What are the Republicans going to do to – because we don't have much power. we got a small lead in the House. What are we going to do? What can we do to push this issue? Or do we just have to wait until we get Trump back in office in November?
1: Well, I think two things. First is that House Republicans have taken that step to pass HR2, and I think it's important to remind people that the solutions are on the table. So whether or not the Democrats – take up those solutions, we have to keep pressuring the Democrats to take up those solutions because they are there ready to be enacted. The House has already passed it. So we have to keep up that pressure in the meantime. But I think we will have to win back this White House. That can't be overstated how how important it is because of the executive authority that rests with the White House. And ultimately, it is a federal responsibility to secure the border. So even as state governors are stepping up to try to secure the border, it is a federal government responsibility in many ways, or at least it should be. Uh, and, And so we need to win back Uh, the White House, in order to make sure that we secure this border. It is so important. That's why going to bankyourvote.com, by the way, which is our early voting initiative here at the RNC, is so important because that makes sure your your vote gets banked and also makes sure that we can use resources to target voters that haven't voted yet. That is a major way in securing that border because it's a major way in helping us win elections up and down the ballot.
0: I love that you just brought that up to um, vote early, vote often, because traditionally Republicans, we don't like to do that. You know, we are ones that want to wait until the day and go – but the democrats are kicking our butt on that i mean they're before we even get out to vote they have a couple million vote couple million vote leads so um tell, tell me more about this bank to vote what are you guys encouraging um from the republican national committee
1: well it's our initiative to educate people on their options for voting early and it's ultimately a mission to activate republican voters to vote early and it is so critically important i mean we have a, a situation in many states now where we have election season not election day And you can't wait till the fourth quarter of a football game to start scoring. You have to score every single, you have to score every quarter. So you have to make sure you're getting those votes banked. And I hear from a lot of Republicans saying, well, if I'm planning on voting on election day and I know I'm going to vote on election day, why is it important that I bank my vote early? Why is it important that I vote early? And the reason why is because of those resources that I mentioned, if you're going to vote uh, on election day, campaigns in the RNC can't take that for granted. We can't just assume that's going to happen. We're going to keep using resources to reach out to you, whether that's, Uh, door knocks, phone calls, mailers, whatever it is. So the Republican National Committee campaigns might spend something like $30 to make sure a voter votes or reaching out to voters if they vote on election day. If they vote on the first day that they're able to for early voting, we might spend $5. Now imagine that $25 difference magnified by millions of voters. And those are the resources that we are freeing up by banking our votes early so that the Republican National Committee campaigns Go out and go to independents and say, here's why you should vote Republicans. Reach out to, to Democrats that are sick and tired of their party and want to vote Republican. Reach out to voters that haven't voted in a few election cycles. That's why voting early is so key, because it frees up those resources and makes sure that we make sure that we are getting every single Republican out to the polls that we possibly can.
0: Man, that's so good. Tommy Piggott, he is the Director of Strategic Communications with the RNC. Thanks for your time this, um, this morning, my friend.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, hope to have you back again sometime. God bless you. Well, there you have it. Um, and we're talking to Tommy Piggott. He's from the Republican National Committee there and just talking about the importance of early voting. That's important. And, um, just a reminder, we have our caucus tomorrow. You want to get on that? We'll go into some of this in the, the morning dump. We have a, um, that'll be what we get to next. Let's do this. Let's go ahead and take our, our last traffic update. And for those of you that are still trying to make it, make it in before the nine o'clock, and then we'll come back with our morning dump. We got a lot of dump this morning.